Welcome back, guys. A new episode of the Armchair Pilots, the most average podcast in all of the land, hosted by two of the most average men you'll ever meet in your life. We know something about everything, but we know, I suppose at this point, we know very little about anything, Donald. Nah, we don't. don't. Fergal, Fergal, Fergal. Did you eat the sandwich? I didn't eat the sandwich, Donald. For fuck's sake, Fergal. Did you I didn't eat the fucking sandwich. We had a little bit of a break last week due to technical difficulties then, which really are laziness more than anything else, but... Um, now you had two weeks, Fergal, to have this sandwich. Why haven't you had it? Give the people an excuse. <laughs> I think subconsciously, I don't want to do it. I don't want to eat the banana sugar sandwich. But, in other words, my actual excuse is going to be, I keep forgetting. I have the banana, I have the sugar, and I have bread. But I never have the three of them in the one place at the one time. Alright, Fergal, you have one job now for the majority of, or the remainder of this week leading into next week. You have to have this sandwich, okay? This is third time to charm. Look, I understand that. I think this week's first poll should be, should Fergal even bother eating the sandwich? <laughs> no, I'm not letting you have the hood that lightly, Fergal. You have to talking have about sandwich. everyone will probably make me eat the sandwich. Yeah, there we go. If we get if we get enough, um, what's her, if, if, if the, okay, Fergal, I, I, this is your get out of jail clause, okay? If people say you don't have to eat the sandwich, then I'll let you have the hook, all right? But if the bros come in and they say you eat that sandwich, you have to have it within the day. Or else I'm driving to Dublin and I'm going to kick the living horse out here. I'm okay with this. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Donna. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm probably a, bit, a little bit worse for wear. I uh, look like something that's come down out of the mountains there now after my windswept day up in the bog. But, uh, you're yeah, a liar. You just, you just got a glimpse of my hair two weeks ago and you've decided you want to grow it out and just look just like mine. Absolutely, I want to be exactly like my idol, Mr. Fergal O'Hanlon. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I can pull it off as well as you can. I look homeless like so. Better do something about it. You have to power through that phase, Donna. You power through that phase and then it comes out glorious and long on the other side. I know, but this beard is just it's just getting that little bit itchy. And uh, when it gets to a certain length, it becomes unmanageable like it. I just literally look like a caveman. So, yeah, would, you I have to shave, get would you shave all the beard off and just grow again because you grow... Facial hair, no problem. Or no, God, you just no, trim no. it down. I look like a six-year-old when I shave. Like it's just, it's what ridiculous. is wrong with that? Um, You're thirty now. Isn't wrong with looking I'm thirty. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with looking, not looking thirty. I know, yeah, but like I don't want to go that far back. Like if someone said I get away with what twenty-one or twenty-two, maybe that might be um complimentary or not. But yeah, looking like a, a toddler or just a, a child or anything like that, it's it's not exactly a good look for a man of my size. Like so, yeah, better. Uh, Better not exactly shave and scare you too much. Halloween is coming after all. We'll keep the beard, so. We'll keep the beard. Uh, With that, so this week's episode, uh, we're obviously going to discuss at the end. It's kind of based on the new Netflix show, Squid Game. Mm -hmm. So we have three selections each. Uh, Obviously, hang on to the end of the show to hear what me and Donald came up with for that. But what I want to ask you, Donald, did you watch Squid Games, the TV show? Apparently, it is the most watched show as of right now on Netflix. Did you watch it? I did, and um, when we were describing it in the last show, we we were kind of spoofing a little bit, and we were kind of more thinking about what it was about and actually doing any bit of research about it. And, Don't um, you ever admit we were wrong. <laughs> well, we admit we were wrong at the start of every episode, like so it's, it's kind of kind of comes with the package, really, doesn't it? I but haven't yeah. I've yet to admit I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, you're, you are a proud man, Virgil, I'll give you that. But look, regardless, um, yeah, I, it is... Tremendous. It is one of the most interesting shows I've watched in years, and um, I really hope to do a season two. It was just a brilliant premise for a show. Did you like it? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and you're not big into TV series, are you? No. Is well, it... look, I, I loved the middle block. Yeah. Wasn't happy with the ending. The start is kind of it's 
The start of it really reminded me of Breaking Bad. You have to get past the first two episodes to really get into it. Hmm. Did you feel that? No, I was hooked straight away. <laughs> really? I was I not. Episode one and two, I was intrigued. I was interested, but uh, there was nothing grabbing me like episode three, four, and five. No, it was a, it was a good. It was an epic series. Like it was, it was like the. It's not like anything I've ever seen before, and um, it's it, like it was brilliant because your man who actually wrote the thing, I think he wrote it. Two thousand eight, I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, going back over a decade, like so. It's a like <laughs> fair play to him. He kept going with it, and um, look, the whole thing, like the language barrier, like and some people didn't like that. You had to have to watch in subtitles, or some people didn't like that when it was dubbed. Like the the Koreans' language was obviously a lot more fast paced than the English, like so the mouths were kind of not in sync with each other. Um, but yeah, no, it was grand. It was it was like I I was able to struggle through it, like, and I think a lot of people were as well. But so, did uh, you watch it the dubbed version, or did you watch the original in Korean but with English subtitles? I watched the dub version, so it was like you could hear them speak English. Oh, okay. Well, you watched you obviously watched. I watched, the I watched the Korean one with subtitles. Okay, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I actually, like, like there was a couple of times where I kind of watched it in the middle of the day, and I was kind of dozing a small bit in the couch. So because it was in Korean and I had to read the subtitles, like I had to totally zone in on it. I had to keep watching it. I couldn't but, look like, away from the screen. I couldn't even look at my phone. But you not feel when you're watching something in the subtitles that you're watching the subtitles more than the show. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me too much. But yeah, you not like, I like the I like the background, like I like the actual scene with my eyes, not just reading, you know? But it's not a very scenic TV show, like it is a course. What are you it's, talking about? It's not like something like Marvel or something where you need to be watching the old CGI and special effects. Um Fergal, you you did watch the show, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> Of course, there's, there's what, 450 odd people died. Um, I think that'd be a bit of a CGI. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't. You know really what like I mean? Like, it's not like it's not it's CGI special effects aren't emphasizing it. Yeah, maybe it's just I just just after realizing how much I have to like focus on something to pay attention to it. Because if I was just reading it, I just like might as well be reading a book. But yeah, yeah. But then you look up, you read subtitle really quickly, and you look up and you see what's happening. You know, but you're you're more um, tuned into it than I have, with your like legacy of PlayStation games, being able to focus on many things at once. <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have the attention span for it. <laughs> don't have the attention span. Yeah. Uh, well, look, all in all, I would give it a solid nine out of ten. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I just I don't think there was many failures in it. I just the whole we look. It's still fresh in mind. We probably won't give any too much spoilers away or let us know how it goes to the the folks who haven't watched it yet. But um. Yeah, no. Look, there's just one or two things that I just couldn't get my uh, get get my mind around, and uh, that would have got, it would have got the perfect ten for me. Other than that, yeah. for sure. Look, same as well. Just small little picky things, nitpicky things. Yeah. I hope they just don't make a bollocks of the season two now. No, no, no. I hope he goes into kind of like a, a James Bond type of a character going back to get revenge, or like you know, what's the other? What's well, the other? Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jacob, <laughs> that, that's a perfect example. <laughs> Uh, well, look on TV shows as well. We had the end, the conclusion of What If as well. Mm. Uh, what did you think of the first season overall? Started crap, middle got a little bit better, the end was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> were you happy with the final episode? I was, I was delighted. I think that it's just. It it gives you so much possibility to do it in kind of a cartoon or an anime style or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, 
And like it's just that they they were able to write a few wrongs going back, and they did characters justice that weren't done done justice in the past even. And uh, it was brilliantly written, and I loved the what if um, aspect of it, as in like what could possibly happen. So I I didn't realize they were going to do in a season two, but yeah. um, I'm really looking forward to it. So my first question to you, Fergal, is. Did you like it? And are you looking forward to season two? Now, my question is, right, see, I was excited about I was talking about I what since we started question. this podcast. I know, yeah. But just what I want to ask you, just, did you think the second last episode was better than the last episode? Uh, Yeah, I did, yeah. You did? Yeah, okay. But I was see, really happy the thing, with the whole thing. I you're a very just... hard man to please, Fergal. There's no pleasing you. Like, it's, it's whatever series we watched or talked about. You're always disappointed with the last episode. Will you just give it a bit of give him a <laughs> bit of break, like you know? Uh, I I admit I am kind of tough to please that way. But the last second last episode was so epic, man. And then they just I, followed up with the last one. I think that's why you actually like Marvel movies because the story just keeps on going, and you always have something to look forward to, like because you're not really big into this world of movies, are you? Or TV shows, really? Really, to be honest. Uh, I like movies. I'm not big into TV shows now. I like movies. Yeah, maybe. But like the Mar- you know what I mean with the whole Marvel thing is a continuous story going on what 10 15 years now. Well, like the 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 end game one was a suitable ending for that yeah. that era of superheroes. Right. I was happy with that one. Well, I'm delighted that you're happy about something for once anyways. Yeah, I'm excited for season <laughs> 2. <laughs> I'm excited for season 2 as well. I'm looking forward to it cuz I just it's I think it's just simple 30 minutes of watching and it gives you a Marvel fix every now and again. Yeah. But sure, we're, not, we're going to have to wait a while for that, surely, are we? It'd probably, I'm assuming it'll be next year. Okay. There's so much in the pipeline. Um, what I do need to ask you, though, is what would you give it out of 10? I'd be happy giving it a solid... All things involved from start to finish, we'd probably get about a 7. I'd give it a 5.5, I think. Oh, okay. That's a bit uh, severe of you, a bit harsh. Well, look, Marvel set a high standard. We talk about it so much in this show that I have high expectations. Yeah, yeah. I think we're actually getting a few people into Marvel nowadays, like a few people that never watched it before. Really? So, um, yeah, we're, did, did that technically make us influencers, Fergal? <laughs> yeah, we're influencers <laughs> now. Bang on the money. Oh, Jesus. Can't wait for my boohoo deal to come true. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you as well, did you see Agatha Harkness from WandaVision, the villain from WandaVision? Apparently there's stuff in the pipeline that she's going to get her own show. I hope so. I, I just hope they sing that song the whole time. It was Agatha all along. Did I, I, I still sing it to this day. Every now and again, I'd come out with a giant work. <laughs> Did yeah. that go to number one, like in the charts or something for a while, or on iTunes? I hope so because I absolutely fucking deserve to. But like, I, I, I remember I was actually getting in trouble at work at one stage. Well, I wouldn't say getting in trouble, but I was having an argument with someone on on, on site, and uh, basically. Um, I used that song to get out of the argument, and he he had never watched the show. Because <laughs> he was, we were trying to blame someone for something. I was just like, it was Agatha all along. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, well, look, that's the end of this discussion. Just walked away. It's coming down. Great to see you. Yeah, it's good to get out of jail, Cause free. You know, it it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, quick touch on sports, Donald. Uh, international footy break I still hate it do you still hate it yeah it's a complete waste of time there's no interest like I know that what the, the Irish did re- remotely okay over the last two games come on now okay. big them up like we kick them when they're down let's big them up when they're going up nine goals credit. in two games with nothing conceded credit where credit is due I suppose at the end of the day um, but yeah but still like it was just it's just not entertainment I just can't wrap my head around it I I don't see the appeal to 
sort of the brand of football, the style of football, or anything else along with it. I did like the jersey, the blue jersey, if that's any consolation. Something different here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Callum Robinson scored some class goals. Yeah, and people are screaming for him to get the Ballon d'Or now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's be realistic. We did unbelievable. You have to remember, Qatar are in the next World Cup. They've already qualified. <laughs> They're way ahead of everyone. And we uh, have five nil, I think. Why have they already been qualified for it? That's irrelevant. Don't worry about the technicalities <laughs> behind it and everything. I don't know. Um, yeah, sure. What did you say? Was it five goals in the last two games? Nine. Nine? I think we had a 4 nil win and a 5 nil win. Jesus Christ. Like, when have you ever seen that happen? Um, never. <laughs> no, we couldn't. We couldn't have scored nine goals. There's no way. There's... Your man scored two goals and three goals. He got five. I'll pull up uh, those results there for and see what we got. What I'm trying to check right now. Uh, uh, it's proving difficult. Yeah, so we beat Qatar 4-0. Right. Sorry, I said this. I think I may have said this wrong. And then we beat Azerbaijan 3-0. Seven goals. Look, we weren't too far off. <laughs> yeah, seven in two games. Sorry, let's just clarify. We beat Azerbaijan 3-0 in Azerbaijan. Hmm. And then we beat Qatar at home 4-0. Absolutely tremendous opposition, if you don't ask me to say myself. Where I wonder where they are in the world world rankings. Uh, I'd say we're pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, look, I give them a hard time. But um, did you did you watch both games? Did you actually I didn't enjoy watch either of them? I watched just uh, man. I must admit the YouTube highlights, right on YouTube highlights on the YouTube. Yes, that answers my question. The highlights that you get on YouTube are unbelievable. They are, yeah, yeah. I watch them so often. Yeah, I watch all like essentially Premier League games through YouTube now that that I wouldn't have been in the past. Like I used to watch Match of the Day, obviously, like religiously. Yeah. But now that you literally have it condensed into the goals. <laughs> oh yeah, it's <laughs> Every so handy. Is, it is so handy, yeah. And, and um, like, like it's just like, <laughs> how do I even say how grateful I am? Like you could be sitting on the Lewis or sitting in a car or something, and you have five, three or four minutes to burn, just throw on one of the videos, grand done, onto the next one at some other point where you're doing nothing in the day. What's, what's what's this Lewis you talk about? Oh, you saw it when you came up to my apartment and you were mesmerized by it. <laughs> I can't believe there's a train that goes outside your front door. It's amazing. McDonald, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to post something to you. Where do you think Ireland are in the world rankings? Oh, God. Um, I know that like the countries really drop off once you get outside the top 20. So it's really a landmine there. So I'm going to say... Maybe thirty third, fourth. We are fiftieth. Five zero. Five zero. Oh my god! Well, like who's up? Who's in front of us and behind us? The immediate ones. Uh, so fifty is the bottom of the page. So let's go to the next page <laughs> oh, to see who's Jesus. behind us. <laughs> so who's behind us? Canada, Ecuador, Ivory Coast are behind us. Finland. Oh, okay. Bosnia, Cameroon, Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Jesus, actually, we're in good company down there. We'd have our own little Division B World Cup if we can. I was just going to say, like, the rankings are weird. In front of us, then, you have Venezuela, uh, with Egypt, yeah. uh, Greece and Scotland are just in front of us as well. And Qatar are in 43rd. There's no, they're not. Spots, they're seven spots ahead of us, and we just bet them 7 0. Nah, they're paying someone off now. That's, not, that's, that's lies. <laughs> but then, like, see, like, as you said, I think the rankings get a bit weird once you get outside the top 20. Yeah, because it sudden, really falls off. Like number twenty-two was Iran. Yeah, but see, like you know, the Asian games and the friendlies that they'd have, like it all is accumulating points, like all around. So, 
like you literally don't have much competition out there and you could literally gain points very very easily like which would obviously bring you up the ladder so true yeah uh other footballing news newcastle united got overtaken sorry taken over they have new owners who are reportedly was it 10 times richer than uh the man city guys oh okay so we're really fucked so basically is what you're trying to say absolutely not <laughs> no what no i don't think so do you think we're fucked uh, i think we're fucked yeah i, I think it's a ma- what go on i think it's a matter of time like it was like it's like anything else i know chelsea had probably immediate success when abramovich came in like the year after they won the league and then they i think they did a double and they won a few cups along the way like and they've continuously been winning trophies since which has been great for me and the Chelsea fans all around the world. Clarify, the first year of Vanvich came in, I'm pretty sure he won absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. So 02, 03, they won nothing. 03, 04, 04, 05, they won back-to-back leagues. So, so yeah. So, look, look. in fairness, that is pretty much immediate success in the grand scheme of things. Like, like if you think about what Man City had to do, I think it was nearly a decade before they won their first league. Like, oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't that long. But I did have a discussion about this. When Chelsea got the money, they were kind of on the rise anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. When City got the money, I think they were an established mid-team table. Maybe mm-hmm. in the lower half more often than the top half, but I think oh, definitely, a mid-team yeah. table. And then Newcastle are in their, what, 19th? Yeah, and they're they've fighting relegation at the moment. They've been, they've been struggling for the last two or three years anyway. So what's your point? I just, I think this could be a Malaga job. No, I don't think so. No, no. I think the, the Premier League has too much pull power to it as well. Like You don't see a lot of people going to Spain for the crack. Or um, to to boost their careers, like like in in your in in England, you're going to have a lot more eyes, a lot more cameras. Like it's 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 a sure thing. Like eventually, if you just if you do if you start with the project and they stick to it, it's it's guaranteed success. Look at City. Look at fucking look at Chelsea. Is it, I don't think it's guaranteed success. I think with the amount of money that they have, and you have to remember that I read. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I read a stat saying that Newcastle before these lads came in, were able to spend 200 million this summer and next summer because of the lack of investment that they've had over the years and the amount of money that they've gained. So, like, they are well within financial fair play to spend 400 million in the in the winter, in 200 in the, or 400 million over the course of the next two transfer windows. Like, so if they go ahead and they sign eight players for 50 million, that's great, great step. Uh, look, I just, I just don't, like, they've, they've nothing to build around. Do you, do you think, I think, bear your man St. Maximin, I don't think they have a whole lot to build around. Yeah, but it was the same with City. Like, you know, I know Chelsea had a couple, maybe... Chelsea had a good good panel for a top six or seven team, like, you know, when they took over. But, like, City like, didn't have any. When anyone. you got taken over, you finished fourth. You were already yeah. in the top four when you got taken over. Exactly, yeah. So, like, it's just that... Yeah, you're right. I, but, like... City You're him no and Han here and just beating around the fucking bush, man. I'm not, man. I'm not. It's not like, going to work. I don't think it's going to work. But they have the infrastructure and they have the fan base, which is two key things as well. Uh, they do. I did say they do have a good fan base. Uh, do they have a good infrastructure? Their team is shite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 look, I think it'd be a lot easier for Newcastle to jump up the league than most other teams like. But what do you do first? Do you keep Steve Bruce then? Do you give him time? Do you give no, him a chance? No, you do not. Why not? Rid. Like, Why does he deserve to get sacked like? He's not he's, a, he didn't even get to sign anyone in the summer gone. He's not a championship league winning manager. It's just it's it's just not. They're not a championship like contending team. Yeah, but if they want to, they have to have some sort of 
someone who can steer the ship like you know, and he just can't do it. He's way long in the tooth for that. They need someone like Brendan Rogers or I don't know Conte or someone like that, like to kind of get everything on board. Imagine Conte going there. I can, I can definitely. Um, but but he'll only go there for a year or two, like. But like, see, they could easily snap up like fringe players at United, like the likes of Marshall or Van der Beek, or um, they could even take the likes of James Madison from Leicester. Or there's so many options there for them, like to build a good core of players. Yeah, but what if they just end up? throwing money at everyone they don't blend and they just have this muck squad that doesn't work together yeah but see that's why your man who you're the lady the director um, amanda staveley like she's putting the groundwork in now to make sure that this doesn't happen because they had time it's not like they're they were taking over in the summer they're just going to rush and buy everyone they have time to plan now before the next two transfer windows yeah but they have to stay in the premier league as well yeah, when like, why wait? If they're fighting relegation, they might as well buy a lot of players in January and try to give their, give themselves a chance to stay up. Again, you're saying that it's only October. Yeah, you can't so, like start buying fellas now because then they're just not going to put in any effort. Yeah, but we're nearly twenty five percent of fixtures into where what game week eight is this weekend. So like, that's nearly a quarter of the game's gone. Look, what if they get relegated and they're in the championship? That club, they, I'm pretty sure them boys would bail out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they'd be asking for a receipt or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I want the return of my money there. I'm out, man. This is shit. Nah, they're not going to get relegated. Newcastle are surely too good to get relegated. No, they're not. They have a good... Dave, your man Callum Wilson. Grandly. Isn't he yeah. a championship player really at heart? John Joe Shelby, you know, legend. Yeah, he was good about five years ago. Yeah, they're pretty shit, aren't they? Yeah, they're not great, man. Like, oh. <laughs> I would not be like, I'd be happy if I was a Newcastle fan and this got taken over, but I'd be worried about what's going to happen this season. So when Haaland and Messi and Neymar and Lukaku and Ronaldo and Salah are all playing up north next year for Newcastle, you'll be happy about it. Do you think any of them are going there? Like, <laughs> like no one. They're gonna they're gonna sign someone like fucking Pepe from Porto. Once he's thirty-eight, but the... he has he's won he's won four five he's won four Champions League medals. Let's get him in. It's like he's just going for a big fat check. He's going to leave the following summer and do nothing. Once they qualify for the Champions League, it will all be different. That could take six years, man. It could, and they could be playing a long game for all we know. But it, like, if they keep investing into the project, it will get there. I think this is going to end up in tears. <laughs> Well, it won't be our tears anyway, so no, I think we'll be okay. No. Well, look, sure, we'll move on. Tyson Fury, third match, knocked out. Third fight, I suppose, knocked out. Deontay Wilder. Uh, did you watch the fight? I did. Or did, did you just watch the highlights? Sorry, I watched the highlights. I um, also watched the highlights. Yeah, yeah no, Jesus, no, I'm not, I'm not able to stay up anyway. <laughs> I was just <laughs> going to say that, man. Firstly, these fighting, these UFC fights and these boxing fights, I'm just, like, when McGregor hype, when the McGregor train was big, I was all first. I did a couple, for a couple of boxing matches as well, but boxing fights, and, but, like, it just, I, I'm not staying up till four in the morning. No, I'm not able to do it anymore. Once I hit 31, or even 30, it was just game over for me when it came to this type of crack. Like, I always have such great ideas, and I bought, um, I bought the, the BT Sport package solely to watch UFC fights like once a month. And uh, I just can't do it. Every time I sit on the couch and I wait for the fights to come on and I'm asleep by 2 o'clock. It just, yeah. I just, I'm useless. Like. You're I just asleep can't. just as the main card starts. Yeah. And then I wake up in the morning and it's still on the TV. The highlights are going. And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, like, just another 30, 40 euro gone down the drain. Like, it's just, um, 
Yeah, no, it's 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 a complete not a waste of time. We must start going to these fights instead or something like that. Do you think yeah. we could accumulate some cash and just go out to Vegas? I'll be I'll be down for that. <laughs> I, I think I'd enjoy the event more live. Yeah, well, it was one of the best fights I've seen or I've had the pleasure of seeing the highlights of in a long time. So, um, I mean, he's the man. He really is. I was a Joshua fan. I am a Joshua fan, but I always kind of liked Joshua more than I liked Fury until last weekend. And Fury is just. He's just a man, and it's as simple as that. I think him having a breakdown was the best thing that ever happened to him. Controversial. <laughs> well, I just think, like, man, he was, he just, he wasn't very pleasant to look at or listen to or anything about him before no. he had it. He had it, he came back, he just, I think he just encouraged a lot of people as well. He's just yeah, like, absolutely. even like when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I thought he was phenomenal. When he talks normally in general, I think he's phenomenal to listen to. Yeah, and, um, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I saw a picture on I can't remember it was some sort of social media, anyways. And I was looking at at Fury and his body of two hundred seventy seven pounds, and it was like the caption was, "This is the peak level of male fitness in the world," and this is the example of it. Like you know, so different folks, different strokes. He was able to do it, look like that, and still get the job done in the, arguably the hardest or harshest sporting sport in the world. Like so, fair play to him, and he doesn't give a fuck either. Yeah, but it's different. Like just all. <laughs> It's not as straightforward as that. Like, are you sure? Because, yeah, like, if you look at Anthony Joshua faster. and you look at Deontay Wilder and you look at Klitschko's, even Mike Tyson's of the world, how can you say that they can have this success at this type of body, and then you can see Fury have his success at his type of body? Do you know? Do you think he's the only fat fella that's ever been successful? No, no. Sure, look at me. Hmm? So once the drug testing, <laughs> once the drug testing got so much better, you could see all oh, that no one was shredded anymore, man. Yeah, but like Josh was still shredded. That's just genetics. Some people are shredded, some people aren't. Mm. Um, I don't There's know a lot more behind it. it. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you need to be overweight and look like Tyson Fury to be a successful athlete. That's just what works for him. Yeah, I like this is this is your wheelhouse now, so I don't know nothing about this. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bow out of this. That was the, <laughs> Smart move, Donald. Thank you. Uh, it's not as straightforward <laughs> as he was overweight and he's now the best boxer because he doesn't look like Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Again, for his the output and the game plan that he was, that's the way he had to have look. He had to have a certain amount of body fat percentage and stuff like that. And he just works better when he has that food and stuff in him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's phenomenal, he's, man. He's, like, he's a weirdo. But I will say, for a guy that's six foot nine, man, I was like, how can you move like that? I can barely move like that, and I'm half your size. Yeah, it's very impressive. Like, and he got off. To, he got he got off the mat twice, I think, in the fight as well. Like, and yeah. it was just like your man. He's a knockout artist. Like, he's one of the scariest punches I've ever seen in boxing. And it's it's the the sound that he can make when he connects with someone's skull is actually frightening. And Fury was able to get up twice. Now, this is actually technically three times, I suppose, yeah. over the course of the fights, but. Yeah, fair fucking play to him. It's just it's it's like he just doesn't feel pain. He does he's not even phased by it like he's so weird, man. Yeah, it's it's like but it was highly entertaining and I think boxing is kind of do you think he's grabbing the headlines from UFC? Like is the UFC in a bit of a lull at the moment? Is it a bit of transition while there's nothing really going on? I just don't think they have a Conor McGregor there at the moment. No, they well, don't. Well they still have Conor McGregor there, but he's not winning. No, and then you have the likes of John Jones getting in trouble and then you have the likes of fucking the people they're trying to push through are shit crack as well. Like, and it's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of losing interest in the UFC faster and faster as the weeks go by. But 
Want to yeah. for what? Do we have anything to look forward to? I'd like Leon Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal, and I think that's a waste I, of time as well. I'd be looking forward to the Kobe and Camaro fight, Marusman. Yeah, that's like probably that's, one of. I think that's the best one that's coming. Yeah, there's nothing really else on in the pipeline, but the and next I see one is what Sandhagen and Yan and Blahovic and Texera. Sure, that's terrible. Like that's a waste. Of time. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad that guy, man. No. Fuck's sake. Get your shit together. We need McGregor back in action. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, we need someone we need someone like that. Uh, do you want to see Tyson fight Usyk? Uh, no, I don't. I want to see um, him fight him. I want to see all the belts in one place. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, but I think I'd still like to see Tyson and Joshua. I think it's just a fight that's been built nah. up for years, and I just need. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it'd be fantastic. Fucking shitty boxing again, blocking the fights. Like it's just, it should have happened like six months ago. I know, I know. I'm, I'm not really interested in it now because Josh was lost, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd like to see him fight Andy Ruiz as well. I think that'd be a good fight. Um, mm. uh, Fury and Andy Ruiz. Yeah, you know, the like guy who they're, beat Joshua. they're all good fights. Like, yeah. But again, I, w- I want to see the blockbuster one, Donald. I want to see the guys <laughs> who have the titles fight each other. I think yeah. your man Usyk is un- undefeated, isn't he? Well, I'm not sure if he's undefeated, but he literally tore his way through cruiserweight, like, and now he's he's a super like what's he three three out of four titles in in the heavyweight division, like. So it's it's you can say he's nearly there thereabouts best heavyweight in the world. Would you, man? Like for boxing, his record is so low. Yeah, he kind of. I think he got in late enough, and then he's just kind of gone up the rankings fairly fairly lively. I think he did a big amateur career. Like yeah, that. he must have like because he's he's got nineteen fights, nineteen wins, thirteen by KO, and zero losses. Yeah, yeah, and he's smashing it. And um, I want to I see him and Fury fight. I don't think I don't think Fury could actually lose to anyone. I don't I don't see it. Like Usyk is a complete different caliber of fighter or style of fighter, even that Joshua would have or Fury would have ever have ever have fought before. Like, but it, like. I just don't think he's just too smart. He's too technical, like, and I think he wins it on points every single time. Usyk is mad technical, man, and he's going to be probably faster than Fury. Yeah, he will be. He'll be faster and fitter, like, but you know, but Fury will have to reach, and he'll, he's look. It's a good fight. It's actually a tremendous matchup. It's, it's the only fight worth making right now if you want to make a fight. Yeah, but Fury can easily retire. He's uh, he has one more in him. He's one more in him. Yeah, and he wants Joshua though. He wants Joshua. He wants that fight. I hope it happens. I'm I'm not, I'm I'm here for the big British heavyweight clash of the Titans. He's not going to fight him now. Mm. I think so. I think it'd be worth his. I think it'll be worth his weight in gold in pay per view buys. Like you know, I'm not even remotely intrigued by it. Ah, you would. I think we'd have great crack if we watched it. Yeah, I'm sure we would if we watched it together. But I like no. I wouldn't be intrigued about the fight. We can wrestle afterwards. <laughs> Grease each other up and just get after it. <laughs> well, I didn't say it, but if you're suggesting it, you know. <laughs> Uh, look, Dono, again, unfortunately, we've spent a massively long time talking about sports again. Yeah. Uh, video games. Okay, this is more your wheelhouse. Apparently, God of War is the best video game ever. Do you agree? You I would find it very hard to disagree. Have you, look, first of all, have you ever played those games? Uh, I have. Not. I haven't, actually. No, I haven't. Any, even back to the PlayStation 1 game? Never. No? Never. But see, I'm a tremendous man for a story and I love fucking good games with good stories. And this was introduced to me by another Fergal, would you believe? And um, 
it was just as a kid it was blood and guts and gore and mythology and everything else along with it and it was just severely interesting and it was kind of a, a breakout game for the styles and the movements that you could actually do and uh, it gained a bit of a fan base and now it's, it has kind of a cult following throughout the world yeah. and um it just goes on and on through time through following this one man and his now his son kratos um to and fighting all these different gods and stuff like that like in the myth- mythological aspects and seeing all this type of crack and um it's unbelievable and i i i no doubt in my mind that it is the best game in the world i'm surprised the likes of super mario is not in it or something like that or even call of duty which i think is your wheelhouse really isn't it so that'd be my jam yeah yeah like even like the likes of the sports games fifa and all that type of crack like i thought that they would have had much more of a following than god of war like you see, yeah, but the likes of like God of War game comes out like every five years or something. I'd say it is not. It does, yeah, yeah. It takes like, it takes time to draw it or do the animation or whatever it is. Like Call of Duty is there. Like I love Call of Duty, a big, huge franchise fan. But they have and FIFA as well. They have games every single year. Like their games never stand the test of time. Yeah, but like their games can be very hit and miss as well, though. Isn't that whole part of the problem? Like not every Call of Duty game is a good game. Not every FIFA game is a good game. That's... Every God of War game is a brilliant game. Yeah, that's true as well. But again, like, like when you played uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, how many like it was such an easy game to go back after three or four years after it was out, even five years after it was out, it was an easy game to go back and play and actually enjoy playing it. And that that's a perfect example as well because yeah. that's that's yet another game that has like years between releases, as well yeah. as like, maybe GTA is probably the most successful franchise of all time or one of them. Um, so like it's it's I love those games. I I think we talked about this before, did we? San Andreas versus uh, Vice City and all this type of crack. Yeah. yeah. But can you could you imagine playing FIFA 2010 and then deciding ah do you know what I I'll go back and give FIFA 2005 a go. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, does it? It's never going to work that way. Like it's never no. going to work. Does it work that way with Call of Duty? Mm, sometimes, yeah. Some some games you can go back and play, but I mean you can play for like a week maybe. What's the what's the thing? It's it's a Modern Warfare two. Was that the yeah, best one? That was the best one ever made. Yeah. Is that the one you could get the golden guns? Uh, no. Okay, no I'm thinking of James Bond. Maybe I'm thinking of GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wrong movie. Wrong franchise. Okay. Um. Yeah. Modern Warfare two as well was like 2009, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That that was that was a severe um point of addiction for most of our friends. I think it yeah, was a great game. It really, yeah. It really changed. It really changed the whole first person <laughs> shooter. Um, scene didn't it like it was just fucking I, whenever I think of Rust or I see Rust I just imagine the map and it's nothing to do with it like you know it's just mad <laughs> it's a great map <laughs> uh, alright a couple of fun sorry one more thing as well sorry the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing next June are you going oh you know yeah, it baby yeah, oh you, you know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course I am I can't wait it's like my one of my bucket list goals is going to be ticked off now because of that I've, I've been screaming to get tickets for it for years and I'm actually delighted that they're doing a world tour again I can't wait yeah. yeah would you be open to going to most gigs now at the moment after COVID and all this jazz or would you be picky and choosy I don't think I don't think I'd say no to anything ever again why do you have somewhere me to go no I'm just I'll wondering. go with you I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Um, yeah no like I'm going to Ed Sheeran I got tickets to Ed Sheeran in Tolman Park um Lovely. Uh, and then I have that gig, but there's nothing really else announced. But like, yeah, no, absolutely. Whatever, whatever's on, just harass me out the door. Get are me going. Are you going to go to Garrett Brooks? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> and I'm not a big concert man, like you know. I like I've I've gone to I've had my my um few highlight reels in the past, like, but like I'm not into gigs as much as other people are. But yeah, yeah you you won't stop me now. Any anything and anything they start coming. I had to go to Diana Ross or fucking Diana whoever, Ross. whoever. Yeah, absolutely. Arsenal into it. Uh, well, it's good to know. So, Don, yeah. just some lighter points before we go into our Squid Game edition. Uh, a girl went on a date and got a wheel of cheese. How would that make you feel? If you went on a date and you got a gift that was a wheel of cheese, how would it make you feel? You know, first of all, it'd make me feel very welcome into this family. And um, <laughs> I, I feel like she'd be opening her... <laughs> I feel like she'd be opening her arms to me and just, just being a very receiveful person because she's obviously a legend. Or the guy who gave her that cheese was just pouring his heart out to her. Um, have you ever given any bad presents on a date? Oh, I've probably been on one date, really, to be honest. <laughs> and the rest is history, huh? That's it, pretty much. Yeah, I don't. Um, hey, what do you think? If you if someone gave you a wheel of cheese, hurdle, being the cheese expert or connoisseur that you are, would you would you appreciate it? Depends on the kind of cheese. Well, what would you? I'd be like, what what the fuck am I supposed to do with a wheel of cheese, man? <laughs> You'd make some toasties out of that, I tell you. That's uh, it. Yeah. But like, uh, what would be the cheese now to get your juices flowing? All I really eat is like cheddar and mozzarella, you know, the nice. basic bitch cheeses. Saucy boy, you. Yeah, yeah. The basic bitch. The deli counter shit, man. Nothing fancy. Well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> a wheel of cheddar, is it? <laughs> a wheel of cheddar, absolutely, yeah. If I have to melt it down and put it together myself, you're getting it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, tremendous. Tremendous. Like, he, he's obviously a little bit of a legend, if you ask me. Okay. And the other one is, one third of people find their partners annoying. Do you find your partner annoying? That is a very hard position to put me in there, Fergal. You're just really putting the gun to my head right away, aren't you? You fucker. I was going to ask you that question. Um, no. <laughs> Look, you'd be absolutely insane to say that if you, you're, yourself and your partner don't annoy you from time to time, like, you know? It's a... Uh, no one's perfect, apart from myself. So... Uh, yeah. If now, if you ask... That's, what, you that's ask, what's so annoying, just how perfect you are. <laughs> If you ask, if, I'm sure if you ask April, do you think I'm annoying? She'd tell you 100. percent Yes. <laughs> That's true. Why do you think Kelly thinks you're annoying? A hundred percent. Think yeah. about it. She knows that I know how to annoy her, and she also knows how to annoy me. So yeah, sometimes it's funny to annoy them. Oh, you're so cute, the two of you. <laughs> That's it. <Jim. laughs> so all in uh, all, you admit that you find April annoying. No, no, I never said that. <laughs> Let's just have it in writing straight away before we go any further. <laughs> All right, Donald, on to our Squid Game section. Section. Uh, obviously, before we get to that, guys, do, of course, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on the video and hit up our Instas. That'll be probably flagged somewhere around the video. Hmm. Uh, what we're going to do is me and Dono have select three games each that we would use if we were to run an Irish Squid Game. Uh, yeah. You just basically, we're going to give each other a quick rundown. We'll throw it up on the Instagram and we let you guys to vote on and decide which games will be better. Dono, I'm going to let you go first because you look scruffy. <laughs> That's the sole reason, yeah? Yeah. Just because I look scruffy? Just because you look scruffy. Well, you old flirt, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get the ball rolling, so... Um... Okay, my first choice in the Squid Games, okay, like it's 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 probably up and down the country. It's probably called a multi- multitude of different things, like. But in our part of the world, it's called curbs. And Fergal, you obviously know what curbs is. I've never heard it called anything else but curbs. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you, Fergal. 
have you have you played in any other places maybe no but, um but look regardless all right it's 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 if you haven't played the game or heard the game before you basically stand on each side of um the road where there's two curbs and uh you throw a ball over and forth trying to hit the curb and basically you're eliminating you both have a set number of lives and you're eliminating the, the other person till, till they lose all their lives and uh it's just tremendous banter tremendous fun we spent many days bouncing balls off curbs not the innuendo you're thinking of right there if you just if you get your mind out of the gutter but um yeah it's a an absolutely brilliant game it's probably one of my favorite games from my childhood anyways what do you think Virgil? Uh, I think it's a good choice, but I want to know is how are you working it? Are you going to make them pick the person they go up against? Do they know the game before they pick the person? Are you killing half the field by playing curbs? Yeah, imagine now that you have 500 people, okay? And you have 250 people lying on the road. <laughs> Either side of the road. And you're just playing this absolute world record game of curbs. Like, you know, there's balls flying all over the place. Not you and you enter, you're looking for once again. But um, yeah, and then it keeps going until 250, half the people are gone. And uh, on to round two. Well, are you just playing one specific person? Yeah, you play a partner. And then, like, it's basically like one of the games of Squid Games where half the people were eliminated. But the logistics of trying to get two, 500 people to partner up with each other? Just do it by numbers. Odds against evens. Okay. Uh, that's still a logistical nightmare. It's not. One plays two, three plays four, so on and so forth. Are you going to do it that way? Okay. All right, that's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's a solid choice, Donald. Um, my opening one that I'm going to go with is I am going to go with Blind Man's Bluff. Okay. Right. You're asking me about logistical nightmares, yeah? And you're yeah, going yeah. to tell me you're going to have a game of 500 people playing Blind Man's Bluff. Yeah. You'll be there for about seven weeks, right? Well, how you do it is, right, you give them an eight-minute, like maybe a ten-minute clock, okay? And you're going to have some automated machine like in that other game. What's it? Green light. Red light? Red light, green light. Red light, green light that they have in the, in the movie. So kind of in the TV show. Concept like that, but you have a machine that's going around the thing for eight minutes, and if it catches you, well, you're you're dead. <laughs> and that's going to be so the, the first game to clear people out. The machine is the is the blind man? Yeah. Okay. I actually like that concept. But um, mm. do you have to stay in one room, or how is it? Uh, I'll have something like the playground area that they had. Look, listen to me now, you little bollocks, all right? You tried to pick holes in my one, so I'm going to start picking holes in your one as well. That's, that's, you're, I, you're I'm, answering it, it, right? I'm answering your question. <laughs> I'm going to have a little playground stuff where you can climb over stuff and stuff like that so you can get away from the machine. 500 people, Fergus. Jeez, that seems like an awful big playground. How would you get all the equipment in? How would I get all the equipment in? The squid people look after that. The squid people... <laughs> You always have an answer, you little bollocks, I don't you? Do, you always have an answer. Fuck it. Look, on to round two, all right? It's a good game. It's a good choice, Fergal. I'll give you that, all right? Um, curbs is much more fun. I just imagine a row of curbs with like 500 people playing curbs is just going to be legendary. Stress of playing curbs, though. <laughs> um, okay. My second game. It's actually not too dissimilar to what you picked, but I'm going with 52 Bonkers. Now, this definitely has different names up and down the country. Now, Fergal, don't you dare say it. I know that there's different names for it, okay? You don't have to be a little prick, all right? So, um, essentially, the premise of the game is there's one person on and he has to catch everyone else before they catch him. Or, sorry, before they save themselves, all right? So, it's basically like, um, do you ever play Tip to Can? Yeah, same okay, concept so as that, isn't it? It's the same concept. Um, you kind of have to run to a spot and save yourself saying, what is it, 52 bonkers save my soul? 
I think is the yeah. is the is the line you use. Jesus, I love that game. Um, I was always used to that because I was very slow and uh, immobile <laughs> when I was a kid. So um, yeah, I used to I kind of hide very very close to the guy counting, if not right behind them. So um, yeah, um, that's basically the premise. And then get yourself out. So it'd be kind of like red light, green light, I suppose, where there'd be a robot running around the place trying to catch everyone. And um, the two hundred fifty people that have survived, yeah. If they save themselves, on to the next round. But other than that, it's a game of Irish legacy and heresy that is unmatched, unrivaled. So are they like, are they hiding from the robot? Or are they trying to get past the robot? Or like, how is it going to work down? I think that essentially at the start of the game, everyone has to hide, right? Like you normally would in 52 Bonkers. And, and then how, you kind how, of... many, how many people are going to play this game? So it would start with 250 people because 250 moved on from round one. Okay, all right. Okay. Now I want to know is how are you going to make 250 hiding spaces? This will take place on an open golf course. Okay. Okay, so it's a big 40 or 58. Very so. public place for your, you know. Well, I haven't I haven't said where the squid games are going to be taking part. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. That's fair. Let's just say Quilty. All right. So um, <laughs> so, so, so 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 yeah, you've you've uh. You've uh, 40, 50 acre site, and then you can just run around and hide in, in, in an abundance of locations, okay? Um, some near, some far, whatever you want to go. Come on, pick some more holes, you little prick. And what's the objective of the game? Is the robot going to grab you and then kill you, or is it just going to shoot you if it sees you, or is it when it sees you, it's going to go back to the can and then shoot you, or what's going to happen? Yeah, so it's going to logistically work out if you have a chance to get back to the the the, the spot before the robot can. And if you can't, then the robot's just going to shoot you. How is the robot going to know? It's not going to know how fast everyone is. Yeah, it might. It might. <laughs> it's not going to know how fast everyone is. Well, okay, then the robot will go in a race if it, if it locates someone back to the spot. And, uh, yeah. But then and how then... is the robot going to kill it? Like, if, it, could have, if... it could have found a nest of six people and it goes back to the can. Does it go back to the can for each person and then roll back to where they were and shoot them? But the person that they originally saw and went back to the can had moved on to a different spot and is no longer there. Isn't 52 bonkers, like, you, literally when you're catching people, all you have to say is 52 bonkers, I see Fergal. No, but you have to run back to the can, isn't it? Yeah, but so if I see six Fergals, okay, that would be awkward if I was playing with six Fergals, but um, I'd run back and I'd say, 52 bonkers, I see Fergal, 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 and Fergal, and Fergal, and Fergal. Yeah, okay, all right, but when he goes back to the can, how is it going to go back and kill them six people? I think that there'd be, like, snipers are all around the place. But how is the sniper supposed to know which numbers are gone? A life they all, like, that... swap jackets and everything like that, and they have no way to scan the barcode stuff on the back of their neck. Everyone is fitted with a vest that has a bomb in it. But, like, what if he can't see the numbers when the robot sees them? He just sees faces. The robot has night vision goggles on. That's irrelevant. So the robot. So I could be them. hiding in something that just has you. All you can see is this is from my chin to my forehead. There's no numbers there. You can scan my neck to get the code. How is the sniper I, I, even going to get the shot or even know who he's supposed to shoot? On your cheek, there is a QR code, like sellotape onto your cheek, so <laughs> you can register what player you are straight away. Okay, fair enough. Jesus Christ, you're horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gaping hole in your game. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, that's the game. What's your game? Alright, so my second game is, Dono, I'm going with Pitch and Toss. Mm, tremendous. Uh, same kind of concept as nearly the marble thing. I'll give them 15 minutes. They'll have 10 coins each. 
Uh, whoever has the most coins after the 15 minutes basically wins the game. How it work is, you know how to play the game. Uh, throw the coin against the wall, and it obviously must make contact with the wall. But whoever has the coins land, whoever's coin lands closer to the wall wins. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit of a shark back in the day, the old pitch and toss. Would you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, it was grand. It was a good bit of crack. I won some amount of twenty p's after. Twenty p's, huh? <laughs> Yeah, we actually incorporated that game a little bit in secondary school, didn't we? We called it berry ball. You berry ball. Berries, berries off the bushes and fucking try and get, pitch them along the world. <laughs> we had a rule called squishy. <laughs> when a berry was out of play, you got to squish the berry. Oh, uh, look, that's a story for another day, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, pitch and toss is an absolute tremendous game. It's it's so much fun. And there's a gambling element to it, which is always a good thing. Always responsible Great gambling. Thing, really. Gambler responsibility, of course. But, um... Yeah. Uh yeah no look I so so look so say from the first game how many people would be left over are you going down the route that there'd be two hundred fifty people as well uh yeah okay so then you have uh, there's a fundamental flaw of your game for them go on give it to me there's one there's one person left out one person can't pair up that's fine how are they how are like they the other game shirt? they go back to go back to the base so there's one lucky person who doesn't have to play yeah. If you only have 125, okay. whoever doesn't get a partner at the start. No. Where in the world are you going to get 125 20p coins? What? I, I can use 20 cent coins. I don't know. I don't know about that, Fergal. Just, it, 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 that's, it's not a, a perfect a circle. You, know, you never played with 20p coins. <laughs> what did you play with? Well, the sterling, the, the Irish pound was gone well before you started playing pitch and toss in school. Was it? Yeah. They went in like 2010, man. Oh, euros. Sorry, 2000. Your euro is a perfect circle, and we were playing with that. You can play with a euro. No, you can't play with 20 cents, though. It's the physics of it. It's the physics of it. It doesn't work. We'll give them 10 euro coins. Where are you going to get 10 euro by 125 worth of euro coins in this day and age? Everything is contactless. I'm sure the bank has a couple of euros of pounds I can get off them. Yeah, I euros. Know, I'm getting confused with pounds and euros now. <laughs> and sterling for some reason. But um yeah, no, good choice. So that's 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 two that's two each. One more. Two each. We're on to our final final game of the evening. And um whoever is left in my game now, whoever hasn't been caught by the vicious uh, fifty two bankers robot, um <laughs> Who's scanning QR codes? Who's <laughs> scanning QR codes? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, they have the absolute luxury to play one of the greatest games of all time. Everyone has heard of Heads and Volleys. It is a paramount game of uh, any girl or guy growing up out in the field. Put your jumpers down, um, make them as goalposts, and then you're basically trying to score a head or volley against a keeper. And yeah, it's a point system, and basically. I don't know logistically how I'm going to get people to win, but maybe you have one shot each, okay? The goalkeeper is obviously going to be Fabian Barthez. Um, we're going to hire him in for today. And uh, ba- <laughs> basically, I'm going to give you five shots, okay? And then you have to score on the legendary French goalkeeper that is Fabian Barthez. And if you score one goal against him, all right, you won- you win. You're basically true to the final and you share whatever X amount of money is with the other people who score. No, you know what? I'll give you three shots. Three shots. Five is too many. Um, he's probably a bit long in the tooth now to be taking all those shots now from a, a, a certain amount of players. Like, but um, yeah, heads and volleys. What a game from back in the day. It's 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 yeah. it's you know, like we spent our time playing heads and volleys when we were younger mm-hmm. as well. In our in 
secondary school, we spent a lot of time playing heads of bodies. Yeah, yeah. So like it was just um, a, a pillar of society. Whoever whoever won that any given game was just a legend for the rest of the day. I I <laughs> never won a game for. I, don't I won a lot of one. games, but I used to be cheap about it. Why? I remember, like someone kind of had to cross the ball in, and someone. I was always the guy crossing the ball in. I was never taking the shots. I was never risking going to goals. Ah, uh, you dastardly bastard! Yeah. You scoundrel! Yeah, look at you. Scoundrel um, since I was young, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then last game. Sorry, my last choice is it's not the final, but it's kind of maybe an entryway to the final. So what? How many uh, am I down to? Down? I'm down to 125. Is it? Or well, there was 125 playing in the last game. So to 63, I'm down to. Yeah. Right, there's going to be a straggler again. So my last yeah. game is a legendary childhood game, a game of conquers. Oh. I will have a bucket of conquers. You may go in and inspect and select your conquer, and you're going to play conquers until whoever's conquer smashes first loses. And, well, they're out. And whoever has the whole conquer at the end wins. If there's a draw and both conquers smash, they're both out. Right, okay. Conquer. I'd be ruthless like that, though. <laughs> I knew there was a mean streak in you there somewhere. Um, conquers, yeah. Jeez, that's a... I only remember, like, I get PTSD whenever I think of Conquers because, you know, when you're trying to, like, someone's holding the Conquer down and someone's trying to flick at it then, yeah? Everyone you know, used to hit me in the bloody knuckles. And, like, you just you used to hit me, um, rasp me across the fucking hand with the Conquer instead of actually hitting my Conquer. And, like, it was a... Tactic in the game. Actually, yeah, but like, like all you're doing is breaking my hand and not breaking the conquer, so it didn't really serve any purpose. So, so yeah, it's it's. Yeah, um, so you'd always win. Yeah, because they yeah. end up breaking their conquer over your fucking knuckles. Yeah. So um, yeah. Where would you get the conquers? Conquer tree. <laughs> is it a chestnut tree? Isn't it? Chestnut? At this time of year, really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. October. <laughs> this is the prime time of the year for him. Probably the best time of year for him. Yeah. <laughs> you worked out that well, Virgil. You worked out that well. That, that was chance. That was chance. <laughs> I won't lie. That worked out. Um. So yeah. So look, that's 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 three each. Now, Virgil, there's Six a very important goes. question. There's a very very important question. Okay. Yes. How much is your prize money, or what is your prize? I would give. Game? A hundred thousand per person that dies. And what does the winner get? All of the money. <laughs> How much is the money? A hundred thousand per person that dies. So there's five hundred people. Yeah. Multiplied by a hundred thousand. Well, no, no, four hundred ninety-nine people. Multiplied by a hundred thousand. Yeah. So you get forty-nine million nine hundred thousand. Quick maths. Um. Yeah, that's an acceptable amount, isn't it? It really sets up for life. That's, that's fair if I'm running them through these three ridiculous games. Yeah, especially if, uh, my, well, from my point of view, if you get to play Curbs, 52 Bonkers and Heads and Valleys, like, it's a pretty way to go, if, if anything else. So, yeah. What prize money are you offering? I would give him a voucher for Dunstores to the value of 100 euro. I'm a main fucker, Virgil. There's no way. Like, <laughs> oh, I, was wait, I was waiting for you to say, I'll give them a one-for-all voucher, so it's not accepted <laughs> everywhere, but some places will accept it. <laughs> no, no, no. Just done stores. Just where done you have to go store. and get the expensive fruit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm man, I'm the... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Virgil, look, that's very good. That's all That's all. All done for another show. Um, this do, week, do us a favour, all right? And go fuck yourself. But while you're doing that, wrap up the show. 
Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Of course, do like, comment, subscribe in the YouTube video and hit up the socials. But other than that from this week, thank you very much. Goodbye. It's been emotional. Have a fantastic evening. Bye.